last time you know i was just wanted to pick your brain a bit and like talk to other people who are making things happen and um like i I basically am just trying to continue those conversations with people and then just hit record you know there's no rocket science behind it it's no i think no i agree i agree no 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 i think that's good to do you know and then that conversation we had was one of the conversations that kind of pushed me to start recording these things because it was like oh yeah like because we didn't know each other beforehand so it was in you know it's always more interesting when it's someone outside your social circle because you you tend to have I don't know there's a little bit more moments that you're like oh that was really interesting to hear that or that's a different perspective than I have yeah Um, no for sure for and it's the wild listen we need as many perspectives as possible because it's like yeah what the f is going on you know well yeah and i had i've had some conversations with people about like um well like i talk to people about everything theater film music whatever and uh one thing that we talked about last time because we were talking about your film uh timing um which i really liked and um I was super jealous of because you know you that like that is the big milestone for a lot of filmmakers is to do that first feature and um and what I liked about it was you know it you know it it's what you would hope to have in a in a good feature which is you know you're writing for a small group of people to make it more manageable but you still want a whole story and you want the whole character arcs and 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 it achieved that and then I remember being able to talk to you a little bit about a little bit about money. I don't even know how much detail we went into and um, feel free to not share whatever you don't want to no, share. I can but, share. I'm pretty open. I think it's yeah. good to be transparent about these things, you know? And yeah. yeah. And that, I, Cause I've talked to some people who are like, yeah, we got to talk. Like it's the same thing. A lot of the, a lot of the time, the people who are, who are putting up money or people who are um, managing money, it's like before you ever have that life experience, you have no perception of what it's like. And then you put yourself in that situation and it's like, holy shit, this is, uh, this is tricky. This is hard. This is not, (laughs) this is not what I expected. And sometimes I try and communicate that to uh, some of my actor friends. And I, you know, I try and be careful about it because I don't want to come off like an asshole. Like you have no idea how hard it is or but it's more me speaking to my past self because I had no idea when I was just focused on acting, but um, what, what to get me to stop talking, can you share a little bit about um, like, what was that financially like for your first feature? Cause I can't remember the numbers you told me. Yeah. I mean, financially, I think, so I, I kind of stopped keeping track to be honest, because it was just depressing, (laughs) Uh, but I think all in uh, it was, it was over 20 under 25 is my guess. Uh, you know, I, I, I think it's like 22, 24, something like that. Could have shot it for cheaper. You know, there's things, uh, there's things that we did that, uh, you know, we had more days than ultimately we needed. And because whatever the script could have been pared down, we, we could have shot it more efficiently. Um, yeah, man, financing was kind of crazy because, uh, I financed it with uh, a friend of mine 
Mm. And uh, our game plan was, it's such a funny hustle, but our game plan was to uh, sell some cable in uh, in Massachusetts. We have a buddy who has like, that's what he did back in the day is he would, uh, he, like he had a company that sold cable for Comcast. And, oh. uh, and I worked for Time Warner Cable for a few years, so I know mm -hmm. that hustle. And uh, it actually, it, I won't bore you with the story, but it kind of backfired. And we, we, you know, we were like, okay, we'll get, we'll get 10 grand from this and we'll put it all in and it ended up being like three. Uh, oh. And so it was just kind of, it was just like, all right, I guess, you know, we already started, <laughs> you know, so yeah. it just kind of came out of savings, you know, yeah. uh, and it's chalked up to, a, you know, and basically lost the majority of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is what it is. I, I still think in the long run, I'll get it back if that makes sense, you know? Sure. Yeah. Oh, like it, it, assuming I keep going with this and uh, right. make more things and the value of that goes up. Uh, I'm optimistic I can get it back in the long run, but in the short term, I have to eat it. You yeah. <laughs> well, do, would you, cause I think, um, th and there is a couple of things on this topic that you and I shared last time we talked Yeah. and it seems like the mentality is, okay, if I have to put up across all my projects, 20 grand, 30 grand, whatever, hopefully I have like, you know, a portfolio of work, so to speak. Yeah. And then, and then when I do that second or third money and I need to raise money, uh hopefully by that point i can say okay you can see my progression you can see the quality of work i've had and then in a perfect world that second or third movie actually turns a profit somehow and it and that can kind of start to make up for your losses earlier in your career yeah man i mean i think this this next movie uh i want to try and make a pro you know i have it uh, i've spent uh it was in it's in the can for 8K, right? Okay. And oh, I was able okay. to save a bunch of money because I'm editing it this time, like mm. from the start. I mean, I added a good chunk of timing, but uh, but I, you know, I did have someone at the beginning, but it was just kind of too big of a job. And anyways, uh, so I, I think I can make money on this one, to be honest with you. I, I've been kind of looking at different ways. Uh, I mean, eight thousand dollars when you divide it by like just say $10, right? Mm -hmm. Can I sell 1000 download? Can I use like yeah. Facebook ads to sell 1000 downloads? You know, that seems doable. Mm. <laughs> you know, it seems doable. I don't now whether I can accomplish or not, you know, we'll see, but it does seem, uh, it does seem like I can at least break even, you know, is that how you were getting? Well, first of all, timing your first yeah. so your first film was timing this next film that's coming out is called fog yeah, yeah. Yep. and that's coming out when in 2023 that's a good question so i mean i'm playing the I, you know i think we talked about this last time i'm not a big film festival guy okay. um, yeah you know I'm, I'm gonna submit to uh i uh, literally the only reason i even you know i i think they're lotteries you know and i mm. think if you hit i think it can help you with casting in the future Right. Sure. I don't really think it's going to do anything else for you, if I'm being honest, mm. um, you know, unless you happen to listen, lightning could strike. But I just, you know, I don't expect to get struck by lightning. So uh, I'm going to submit to uh, Sundance, Tribeca and South by Southwest. I'm assuming I'm not going to get in, you know. Um, and so as soon as I get the rejection letter from the last one, <laughs> which will probably be Tribeca. 
yeah. um I'll I'll already have like a release uh kind of schedule. So that would probably be like late winter, early spring of next year, uh is okay. my guess. Yeah, is okay. my guess. So yeah. And I'll probably be posting I'm just trying to keep the audience in mind when I because uh like I'll probably be posting this this podcast like in a month or two. So they'll have some uh they'll they'll be able to keep an eye out for it yeah yeah i mean look give me a follow or we have a newsletter yeah Yeah, we have a newsletter if they want to if they want updates yeah i mean it's yeah it's uh yeah i i that's it you know other i i'll be honest i'm kind of tempted to just say f it and just like release it in february you know Mm. uh and just i i don't know i mean let's say it gets into south by southwest what happens yeah that's a it's a tricky question though because i i'm skeptical like you yeah but but my sort of devil's advocate against myself is well it's only a new movie once so yeah you might as but, well like you might as well take advantage and see what happens because you never know but um but i think but, if you yeah. can get it if prime accepts it right i yeah. think that gives it just as much juice you know, like there's just as much ju- if you want to try and make some noise. Yeah. Right. I think that gives it just as much legitimacy, if not more to an audience than yeah. than it was in South by Southwest. You know? Yeah. It, it's like, what is South foggy, by, Walk you know? me through South by it gets into South by Southwest. Great. Like, name me a movie since Tiny Furniture that has broken out. That's has no name actors from South by Southwest. It's an ego trip. I think, yeah, I think the whole, the whole model is definitely changing. It's all going to be like what you're doing. It's all going to be more the self-produced route. I think it is. I, if yeah. you want to break through, I think you have to get your own kind of audience and you got to leverage it. That's it. And yeah, South by Southwest will help. If I'm trying to cast someone, it will get a manager to open an email and read a script and that and if and I would like to kind of keep moving like like timing helped with the casting on this one. Right. OK, it will yeah. be great. It will be great. Like I couldn't have got one of the main actors if I hadn't made timing. Right. Sure. sure. So that's great. If this gets in, that'll be fantastic. I can kind of move up the chain in terms of casting. But ultimately, like, I think you do the same thing if you're like, yeah, it got 10 million views. Right. Yeah. And it, and it made X amount of dollars and I'll give you this amount of back end. I think that that gets you. I, I think it's the same conversation, you know? Yeah. With the festivals, my because um, in the next year, I might be submitting some short film stuff, which is a it's kind of a, it's a different game. Um, but I mean, my. I, I think there are some people and this clearly is not you um, and I and I try <laughs> to not be this person, but. But some people seem to think like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna submit to a festival and get in and win, and then someone else, like some ambiguous producer, is going to make all my dreams come true. And so I have that is, I think that's bullshit. I I think, but that fairy tale exists. But I think uh, I think I would still want to go to some festivals just to see if I meet like if I meet people like you, just to like expand my my i don't want to say network because that no it be is like a Look, little uh, insincere world word but like uh, just to meet more film people and see what other people in our such in our you know in our situation are doing where it's like oh yeah we're self-producing stuff 
like and see see how other people are doing it because that's in a way that's how i found you is by seeing what other indie filmmakers were doing i think i think i must have found you on instagram i I, but i don't know you're right man listen you're right that that is absolutely a thing i just I, i think you in all honesty i think it's just such a time suck Right? It is like timing would have come out a year earlier if I wasn't waiting on festivals. Right. Yeah, that's true. So it's like so it's like, what do we you know, it, it's like, OK, you know, it, and you can with the Internet, I, you can still network. You yeah, and I met, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like it doesn't have the same like 90s. This is the only place you're going to meet people thing. You that's know, true. that well, that's true. Sorry. You go no, ahead. no, no. I listen. I get what you're saying. And I think there is some value to that. Um, you know, I don't want to discredit completely. I just, I, I'm just, you know, you only have X amount of bandwidth and I'm not playing that game, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. You know, you're in New York city. Yeah. Like, yo, you have access to New York. You have access to New York actors. You yeah. know, you have a camera, like yeah. it's like all of the band. It's like, listen, make shit, you know, yeah. like getting in it, it, your dream, you know, and listen, this sucks too. You know, this is a grind and a trudge and I haven't been doing enough on the content side to be totally honest with you. Like it, you have to be scaling up content. It just, if if you're going yeah. this path and I've done a little bit, but it's not what it needs to be. And I'm kind of gearing up, you know, I've been editing this last one. So it's, it sucks up a lot and I'm still working. So it like, oh, sucks yeah. up a lot of bandwidth, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's you know you have to be you know if you're not going to be trying to win that lottery, ticket, you have to be scaling up content, which you're doing, yeah. which is great. Trying, I mean, trying to do something. Yeah, <laughs> trying, trying to make something happen. I, so I wanted to actually go back for a second because there there was something I was going to ask you earlier. What so with uh, so like in terms of revenue, comparing like timing to your plan for fog and then like Facebook ads and all that kind of stuff. So um, I, I kind of know how Amazon works cause I've got put stuff on there, but like, are you, were you able to make much revenue? A little off bit of, of money. I still or? make a little bit of money. Yeah. I mean, I would say I, I honestly have never counted it and they mm-hmm. send it in quarterlies. Right. Uh, a thousand bucks or you, you get X amount of, uh, you get X amount per watched minute and it did okay there, probably a thousand. And then it still get, you know, it's off prime, but it still gets like, it still gets people buy. It got reviewed well on Amazon. So people still, people still buy it and rent it. So I'm getting like some cat, you know, I'll be like, Oh, okay. 30 bucks. He, you know, 30 bucks, uh, 80 bucks you know yeah nothing nothing to really no dent in anything but yeah i mean look yeah. it's 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 uh it's money you it's know? not zero yeah it's not well, zero it's and not to z- be clear for people listening that's a thousand total not profit right no that, god yeah. no so you're no. still at like negative 24 just to be clear yeah. on how like how how much you know no i think that says a lot about you that you're willing to put in your you know, you and your buddy to put it, put in that money into your art. Um, but, but then, so the plan with fog, like you, you just think that you're going to be able to scale up your, 
both both the quality of the film but also your ability to sell it the quality a little bit yeah i mean look i think it's all a learning experience right right? and i and i don't pretend to like be some sort of like like i'm not a movie marketing expert right so Mm -hmm. i actually just put timing on youtube uh like like two weeks ago all right no i guess like a month ago and uh and i'm viewing that as kind of an experiment in marketing you know what i mean and it's like Cause, and it's hard is the honest answer, right? It's, it's hard. Uh, I will say I'm a little more optimistic about this one. Cause I did kind of go down like a mental health niche, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there's an element of that, that I think like just judging, I mean, we have a, an Instagram page with one post and we're organically getting not bots, like some real followers from it. Right. Oh, and, and so I'm like it, that. And I got to, uh, you know, I got to put more work into that, obviously, but it's like it has me optimistic that people are intrigued, you know, with just one teaser poster yeah. and 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 the and the little description, it's kind of getting people intrigued enough to follow, you know, that that aren't bots. You know, I'm like yeah. clicking on just because I'm like, these got to be bots, but they're not, you know, they're like real humans. So I'm like, OK, OK, I think there's some traction. And again, we're talking small numbers, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we're talking like. You know, uh, can I, you know, again, I spent the, I think when your budget's $8,000, it's not crazy to be like, yeah, we can get our money back, (laughs) you know? Well, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good budget for a feature. I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's really good. I mean, did you, I mean, I, my brother and I did like most of the days of, I I have good sound equipment. So that was, I I mean, Mm. I, I was planning on spending more to be honest, but then I got effed by, uh, it's a long story, but I got effed in work. And, uh, so we, my brother and I just kind of had to go into like, we're going to shoot this as cheap as possible mode. And then, uh, and we had, we had shotgun things before, but we had never, I didn't, I had to buy lobs, uh, Mm -hmm. like good, good sound and, and figure all that stuff out. And, and that was a good learning experience as well. Uh, you know, um, you know, there's a couple scenes that we got lucky on, uh, and getting clean sound. I'm not going to lie. When I or listen to it back, I'm like, we got, we got lucky <laughs> on it, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, look, when you're doing most things yourself edit, you know, the editing is a slog, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I've only really edited one thing, but I basically had to edit it three times because it was like, okay, fail, figure out what I did wrong, fail totally. again. Yeah. But, but I'm, well, this is your first time editing. Is that right? Is that what you're saying? No, I mean, I did. So timing, I hired an editor and he did a very good job on a lot of the scenes. Right. Yeah. Uh, but putting it, you know, we, he and I were kind of on different pages of telling the story mm. and, uh, and, uh, so I, I kind of had to take over and I had never edited any, anything. Um, oh, I, I did right. probably do the bulk, but there is a lot of, a lot of, he did a lot of good stuff and, and I took a lot of what he used and kind of reworked it and like put this with this and this with this, gotcha. um, you know, putting a, you know, it's a little different, like, uh, you know, putting a scene together is very different from putting like a macro story yeah. together. You know, that's more of like you need like a book editor, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. It, so did you, um, so obviously, I mean, that's a big difference between 
20, 25 K going down to eight. So right. I'm guessing you had a, <laughs> you felt the burn from the first one and then figured out how you could make some adjustments or is like, how were you able to get, get it down to eight? Was it uh experience experience? Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I learned a lot of difficult lessons on the first one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, look, we shot, I mean, you know, some of these things are good. Like, I mean, look on timing, we shot scenes that weren't progressing story. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I kind of elevated as a writer, you know, mm -hmm. um, listen, and I still, I, I don't want to be some, I have a lot more to kind of go right. Like a, a lot more to kind of go, but I was able to tell the story more efficiently. Right. And the mm -hmm. last one also, I mean, look, the last movie takes place over seven years, right? This one takes place over a weekend. You know, yeah. so it's yeah. like a lot simpler, a lot, lot simpler. Yeah. I purposely was like, all right, one main location and, and we shoot in multiple spots, but it's like she's going home to her childhood house. Right. Yeah. So we shoot in other spots. I mean, there's only five actors in the whole thing. You know, that's perfect. Yeah. And I did things to try and make it seem bigger. Like it starts in New York City and then she mm -hmm. goes home. So it, it, there are some production value, but like. You know, I don't want people to be bored um, and, and I'm changing energies and stuff. So it's not a static energy, just people talking the entire time. Right. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was, uh, you know, I purposely wanted to make something simpler that I could shoot cheaper. Um, yeah. You know, so, yeah, that's it. Less yeah. days, no editor. <laughs> well, that's what I'm going through right now is I'm because. I can't afford <laughs> to keep going the same way unless I change things up. Of and course. I, and going back to what you're saying about just like pumping content out there, like that, that's my agenda right now where, you know, when you're making stuff at a loss, it's, I mean, you can, it, it limits how much you can make. So it's like, are there ways I can just pump out a lot of, a lot of, you know, still high quality content, but, without hurting myself too much financially and um I, it sounds like you you're spending? doing that with the feature films like it seems like you're you're doing an awesome job thanks man trying you know trying yeah. you know we'll see uh yeah we'll see again just trying to improve you know yeah just trying to i mean i learned a lot of difficult lessons on this one too you know sure i'm guessing it's probably <laughs> i'm guessing it never gets particularly easy for the whether it's the directors or or the uh producers leading the charge i mean it, i, I th my guess is that filmmaking is always going to be a little brutal it's going to be a little it's going to be a challenging little yourself yeah if you yeah. keep trying to level up the complexity of stories you know i heard robert eggers about the northman afterwards being like well now i know how to make the northman you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's like and like if he was making it again, it would probably be a better version, you know, because mm -hmm. it's like he learned all those difficult lessons, right? Yeah, I've heard that from a few um, directors in interviews where they, each time they make a new film, it's like they, it's not just making the film, they have to figure out and learn how to make it like, 100%. I think I've heard that from uh, Francis Ford Coppola, where, you know, because back, what is it? 60s or 70s or whenever they're making like apocalypse now and the godfather like some of that stuff was uh, i mean they kind of had to be very inventive and very um 
they just had to be very creative about how they could successfully make those movies because there there wasn't really anyone to show them the way. The making of Star Wars is crazy. Yeah. The yeah. making of Star Wars is just bonkers, you know? When you think have about you what they one? did. What? Or have you seen have you seen the documentary about it, the building an empire or the latest one or the the like the early like the one about the original trilogy? Yeah, or? that one. The I one haven't. About... No. Oh, okay. I would I would be down to watch I read the George Lucas book biography though that was great. Mm. You know, which is a crazy, you know, his entire like the pressures he was under making those yeah. is insane. Uh, yeah, the the documentary shows that everyone thought it was awful. Like yeah. oh, it yeah. wasn't until they actually did were able to edit it. Yeah. And add music and add the like add all the special effects and bring it together. But there was and a the time sound when, the sound design yeah. is so good it no, a hundred percent. Like, uh, you know, you and you got to just keep trudging, you know? Yeah. You got to just, you just got to keep on uh, trudging. For sure. Well, but, uh, and also to your, your point about <laughs> kind of what, um, what's his face? Uh, what's that director who made the Northman? He's the guy who did the Robert Eggers. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I imagine that with all these tough lessons you're learning with like, um, timing or fog like it must also equally be incredibly empowering once you like get to the end of it or you you complete it and you sort of to your point like you learn a lot of new things or you have a lot of great new experiences and i mean you must feel so much stronger for it 100 percent, man and there were moments in this movie that uh I in shooting that I was able to kind of exert more, you know, the first one, I definitely like really heavily leaned on. I hired like a good DP and I hired a good sound guy and I just kind of heavily leaned on them. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I didn't know, you know, and I'm just focusing on story and performance, you know, and let them kind of, and there were definitely moments where I was like, Hey, hey, I want to do this and that just so it like, we have different, you know, I want to shoot this wide. I want to do whatever. Uh, yeah. But for the most part, but there were times in this uh, and I think editing really helps with this because I I like I was like, you kind of learn what's going to play and what's not going to play. Right. And so there were moments in this where I was able to be like, that's not going to work. You know, we you know, I'm kind of and kind of had to overrule, you know, didn't do it all the time, but just like was like, no, we got to do it like this. And mm-hmm. uh, and it's great. And the moments while I'm editing it, it's like, yeah, that plays. And it would not have played the way that it was kind of getting, you know, and, and I wouldn't have been able to do that on time. You know, I didn't have the skill set, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think you can kind of just keep building, you know, the more you do things, the more you make things, you're building up this skill set. Right. And you're hopefully learning from your failures and you're going to have hopefully. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my goodness. There's things I did worse on this one, to tell you the truth. Uh, Mm -hmm. there's things I did worse and I'm like, you know, but again, it's self self reflect, you know, it's like, okay, this worked that didn't work. You know, I got to do this better on the next one, you know? Yeah. Do you think that, um, that triggered something in me? Do do you think that that is because, um, the first time around certain things just happened for whatever reason happened to be a little bit more natural for you? And and then it it wasn't as natural the second time because that that has I, happened. I think to me. it was I think it was a bandwidth thing. If I'm being honest, ah, okay. I think uh, I had more help on the first one, mm. 
And I think I took too much on. I had someone who was helping me produce it, but then we had to back. We were supposed to shoot late summer and it ended up shooting like late fall and then some Mm. of it in the winter. And I didn't have enough help on the production side. So too much of my bandwidth was sucked up on just like as a producer. Right. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and, I definitely there are mo there are things where luckily I cast well, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so they in some ways were able, you know, they really care, you know, there's just things like no, 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 like I can't be doing any production stuff once we're like shooting and everything. It's mm. like I gotta be locked in on directing, right? Yeah. So I would say I would never go into something. I would never take on as much. You know, I I, I never want to be doing sound and being <laughs> the producer. You know, there were days where yeah. I was the sound guy, you know, mm. and like and also the only producer on set and like, mm. you know, and directing. And it's like, you know, and listen, we got it done and, and mm. I'm happy. The actors were great and I'm happy with the work. Um, but I can see, you know, that uh, I got to do less, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. How many, and so you had five actors on fog. I believe how, so. Uh, three, four, five, maybe six, maybe six. And then yeah. How, what was the total crew for fog? Oh goodness. Uh, I mean, we basically had, there were some days my brother was able to help on sound. Uh, there were. I hired a sound person for two days out of the eight that we shot. Right. And then okay. my brother was able to help, I think two others. And okay. then, and then uh, there were, there were some days I had some help as like a, like a, a friend will be on set as a PA, but I would say that was probably four out of the eight days. Hmm. Uh, and then I did sound the remaining days. And on those days we had no, no remaining help. And then, for three so for three day and for three days i had a second second camera uh oh. because we were shooting so much and uh and we needed to, i had i had uh one of the main actors i had her for three days and we just had to get everything um, yeah and so we shot we shot with multi we did multi cams and we got it all in and then you had a, a dp as well we had a DP. DP. Yeah, no, we had a DP and a second camera person for three days and a DP. I didn't do any, uh, I didn't do any shooting. I don't, I I've never, I've never shot anything. Yeah. So it sounds like with all those changes, you had two to three people there a day, including you, maybe four on one day. Uh, including me as the direct, the most we ever had was, uh, like a PA, a sound person and two cameras. That was the most. Uh, yeah and me and was that any different than uh what you had on timing Uh, timing i always had like a second like i always had like a producer slash pa every day we shot there's someone else to like be there and i always had a sound person Mm -hmm. um and I always and then kind of the same with always a DP and some days a second camera. But so there was always just like a second, produ- like another producer there to like fix shit yeah. versus something's wrong. I'm doing it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and one thing I do want to say, though, is the actors, uh, the actors all really stepped up on this. Uh, mm-hmm. It was very much a uh, it very much the vault. It was an awesome 
awesome atmosphere on this. And so they did really, uh, you know, the lead did a lot of helping on stuff. And then one of the main supporting character actors did a lot of stuff. He came on a day and did sound actually. Oh, cool. uh, yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was awesome. It really like, uh, we all really, the vibe, it was, it all, we all really bonded. And I, I really liked the energy on this, uh, a lot more than I did, you know, timing was good, but it had its, it had its challenges, uh, mm -hmm. you know, but this was just all, everyone was just kind of like, it was just very much a team. We're all coming together to make this thing. Uh, mm. and it, yeah, it was awesome. Great energy, you know? That's the dream, right? Everyone, <laughs> everyone really was, together. it really yeah, was everyone, that everyone that, uh, yeah, everyone, all the actors were just such good humans, you know, so oh, that's really good. Yeah. Well, uh, and so now <clears throat> comparing your first two features, I don't I don't know if you can even think past it, but do you already know what you want to do next or how or uh, I do or do you have. OK, so I have two questions. Let me start. Let's start with that. What do you know? Do you, do you want to share anything about what? Yeah, you I think do I, I think I want to try. Uh, I want to take a stab at a sitcom, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to do I mean, just same micro budget style, but shoot six, seven episodes, um, yeah. you know, and uh, and tell a story and, and just kind of see what's up. That's kind of my that's kind of my thing. And then I, I do. I know what the next movie I would like to make is. Uh, mm -hmm. uh the this uh this uh it's a comedian who's kind of big i have a movie idea for him i don't really uh i don't really want to say i to be honest with you i don't i don't know if i can get him it is mm -hmm. and i know him i have a relationship with him but like oh good yeah uh but uh we'll see yeah we'll see um you know i think i gotta get maybe a little bit we'll we'll see how this is received you know yeah, uh, yeah so that's that's where something of like if this gets into south by southwest right yeah. all of a sudden i'm bringing a smidge of clout to the situation and yep. like it's a little more intriguing for the guy you know um yep. so that that's where that kind of that's the you know and again these are the only reasons to even do it <laughs> in my <laughs> yeah. in my in my playbook in my playbook yeah. you know i think doing a trying to do a series in the future though is smart because that I think that's that might be the whole future of storytelling on video. I, yeah, you know, I I I have that debate a lot where it's like, what what is the future of series versus features? You know, because now all you hear about is House of the Dragon or it, what any for other real? series coming out. Um, it's hard to get people to sit down for you know. Yeah. I mean, that's why timing was in, you know, 82 minutes. This is going to be like 80, 82 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I think if you're making something with no, uh, no recognizable actors, it's got to be mm -hmm. 80 minutes, you know, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. I think just to smart. get people to sit down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and th there's, <laughs> there's, I was just thinking of this meme where it's like, um, uh, what is it? People people won't sit down and watch a movie but they'll they'll be willing to watch 10 episodes that are an hour long each yeah. <laughs> you know it's like there's this weird thing going on and i think you're right that you got to you got to just be aware of that and and having 80 minute feature that's smart i mean get to the point i mean you could probably i mean timing works so it's like you can yeah. still tell the story 100% and you're going you to cut out a lot out. of fat yeah 
you're going to cut. I mean, ultimately, I cut out some of my favorite scenes of timing. You know, mm. my poor friend, Brian McCarthy, who's like one of the funniest comedic actors in the world, truth be told, uh, did amazing work in this thing. Right. Like mm. like the scenes, I'll eventually post them, uh, but the scenes he did were amazing. And it's like they got cut because they weren't progressing. I, I'm like, I got to get this bare boned, you know, yeah. and to be honest, the movie didn't work until I made it. I just cut out all this uh you know fat and it was just like 82 minutes boom in and out what was it before the 82 minutes there were cuts like there were cut i mean there there were a lot of cuts uh okay hour 40 hour and a half yeah i mean listen we shot the amount of scenes that are cut from time i I don't know how many scenes we have i want to say like I want to say we shot 110 scenes as a guess, you know? Wow. Uh, You know, it was crazy. It was madness. It was madness. But, you know, I mean, basically what happened with timing was initially the story was supposed to be more on the, com- the like more on the comedy side of things. And we shot a lot of that stuff. But once I cast Gracie uh, and saw kind of their chemistry and then there was like, uh, Mike at the time was about to get married so I had like two or three months extra before shooting where I just re I wrote all these extra scenes with Gracie mm. right and so yeah. we almost shot two different movies where one was like a lot of comedy and a lot of like dark comedy and stuff and then one was like this love story right yeah. and and I was trying to cut them both together and it wasn't until I like basically folk went down the path of the love story that it actually coalesced and it's pretty funny because i felt you know i was nervous luckily he's happy with the result and the reception it got uh but i was nervous because i'm I'm buddies with the lead mike and we shot all these comedic scenes and all of a sudden i ramp up the love story he's in like a ryan gosling yeah (laughs) it's like you know and he's a you know and i'm like fuck you know i hope i hope he's okay with this i ramped up the love story to like an 11 you know uh which wasn't really what i pitched him on (laughs) well he i mean as someone who only saw the one the final product he I mean, the movie makes him look fantastic. So he's he, great. He's yeah, great. Yeah, he's great. He's he so good from that movie a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. You he, know, maybe not great. as much as he would have liked. Uh, but I mm. think, look, I think there'll be a lot. I mean, look, it hasn't blown. He definitely got some. But I mean, it didn't. It, it Listen, it did. It did for like a micro budget feature. You know, oh, yeah, in yeah. my opinion, it was like a swimming. You know, it was a stellar success that like people even watched it. You know, I agree. I agree. It's yeah. It's, considering your budget, and, it's I crazy. Mean, you did a, all of you did an amazing job. I mean, it, appreciate it's, it. Appreciate yeah, it. I, I think it's. I think, I think it's going to hold up well over time as you do more and more projects. Like, I think you'll hopefully. <laughs> I think yeah. you'll always look back on that and be happy with that. And I'm sure it's the same for those actors. Yeah, you know, they can do more so. stuff. And well, because my biggest fear is always like making something that doesn't hold up over time but you 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 look at the you know the directors we look up to it's like their first movie is usually awesome and you want that your first movie to be awesome for sure uh, yeah i think i think timing was great thank Um, you thank you no i appreciate it you know one there was another thing i was going to ask you which was like so you're talking about kind of what you wanted to do next and the other part of that question was like based on timing and based on fog, like 
what what things are you going to not necessarily okay i'm going to do a series or i'm going to do a feature but are there different approaches and how you're going to put things together whether it's your writing process or now that we were talking about crew and that sort of thing is it like okay i'm definitely going to have this person i'm definitely going to have this person yeah i'll always i'll definitely lock in like better producer help like, and mm-hmm. I won't, I won't do it without like someone who can shoulder the, mo- you know, look, I, I just want to be focusing on the writing and the performances. Right. Yeah. Um, and exert thing, you know, and have the hire the right DP, have the right conversations. So they know what I'm trying to do. Um, mm-hmm. and then let them do their thing and kind mm-hmm. of jump back in when I have to, if I, if I think it needs to be tweaked. Um, but, but, I just need to be focusing on story and performance and have someone else be doing the SAG paperwork and the scheduling and yeah. the negotiating with the manager and that kind of thing, because it, it, it just takes your focus away. Um, and I, and I also think I will, I will hopefully always hire a professional sound person because yeah. I, I'm happy with the sound. There's definitely some hiccups. Uh, I'm happy. We listen on the, on the most important scenes, uh, we got clean, amazing sound, right? Uh, and and these couldn't have been uh, recreated. There's there's a few things that we did not that I'm gonna have to finagle an ADR and do some do some fix up on, but nothing nothing of breaking. But but I think it's like yeah, I think I and it, and again, you chalk it up like I've got great sound equipment. I can do sound right and get good clean sound, like professional sound, but. Again, it's 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 a job on set that, you know, I still have to do something and I'm not focusing on the performances and I'm not focusing on the story and stuff. And I I think you just need to be laser focused on that. Um, And so, you know, just that's it. I would say it's just do less, (laughs) do less production. Do you think you'll you'll stick with smaller casts and I think um, for the next I think if you do things smart I mean the TV show I you know I'm going to have four main people but I would like to have it have a lot of supporting characters I think the key is just to be smart about your production and like you know I I don't I don't want to do scenes with a lot of actors but I would do a lot of like one offs where it's like one on one they come in for one day you shoot their five scenes you know, yeah. and you do that with three different actors, five different actors, and you've got a bigger, it feels bigger, you know? Yeah. Um, because timing had a lot of like, timing does have a decent amount of actors. If you look at it in it, mm-hmm. it's, it's not just two people, you know? Right. Um, and, but, but it's, but it's a lot of like, but it's not like five or six people in a scene. Right. Yeah. Um, and so you get those different energy timing feels bigger than it is because of New York city and how many actors there are and how many scenes we shot. You're seeing a lot of different, you know, it's not static, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the key when you're working at a really low budget, you got to do things, uh, you got to do whatever you can to make things not static. So you just have four people constantly talking to each other you know <laughs> yeah uh cuz that that can that can be boring and and uh you know yeah that's it and i i do want to lean into the comedy you know that's i mean that's kind of where my background is and i you know fog is is not a it's a it's a it's a drama that has a few moments of comedy but it's like it's a it's a 
you know, it's a drama. <laughs> it's yeah, a- I, 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 I assume that based on the what the tagline or description <laughs> on the Instagram, it's like it's like okay, cool. Like this, this I assume this is going to be very different, and that'll be I, really I interesting thought, to see. You know what's crazy? Wait, wait, say what you just said. I'm sorry, I missed what you just. I just, I just gonna say, I, uh, I just based on what I saw on the Instagram page, it's like this. Okay, this is going to be really different, and that'll be really interesting to see. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'll I'll say this. There was uh, I wrote it thinking it was going to be more the tone of uh, of Garden State. Right. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. so I thought, I, which is like, it has, it's a drama, it's a comedy and a drama. You know, it's one of those like yeah. light, light, you know, it's got com- comedic moments. It's got this, it's got that. Um, I made one, you know, basically, I'll, I'll say it. Uh, there was uh, an element that I wrote in of she's going home to spread her father's ashes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's part of what brings her home. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I should have done and that that right there adds a whole different energy to spreading ashes is a heavy that was a thing that like was heavy and, and rightfully so but like yeah. when I wrote it I wasn't thinking it was going to be as heavy as it is versus what I should have done if I wanted to have the tone that I was going for when I wrote it was that they had spread the ashes the year before, and this is a year after that so that it can be a plot element, but it's not going to like weigh down and have this heaviness to it. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, and so ultimately that really changed the tone of what I was going for in all honesty. And, 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 and I'm, and I'm happy for it. You know, it, it's uh, I think it's uh, better for it to tell you the truth. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy how like this one thing, if you shift, it's just such a different movie of like, oh, that happened a year ago, you know, like that's, yeah. you know, it's just a different, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's just such a different energy, you know, um, not uh, to get too boring. Nothing. Well, it's not boring. I I'm <laughs> yeah, I've been so curious to see it, um, and uh, I'm also gonna be so curious just to. Um, see what you do with it now that we've talked about like film festivals and yeah you i mean i'm guessing you're not going to put that directly on youtube or so i'm debating i think the move in my head is like do a pre-release where i'm trying to sell copies right and and really you know try and do try and get some social media going uh try and get some traction there try and get my money back right yeah Uh, and then I think the move is then, and then have a release date where I think we could have in releasing timing. I think there's a lot more we could have done in promotion. I think prime opens up a lot of doors that I kind of underestimated. It Mm -hmm. gives it a little more kick, uh, to, to like, like if you want to get on a podcast or you want to talk to this person, um, it just gives it a lot more kick to it. Right. And yeah. so have that be the focus of the release, uh, but also get it on YouTube ASAP because, you know, there's a lot of people that will listen to a podcast or something, but that aren't on, uh, you know, that aren't in the U.S., you know, uh, uh, okay. and so and so prime generally like you have to be accepted into other territories and stuff. And so, yeah, you can get it on the U.S. and U.K. and then other territories it gets whatever. And and I think you lose out on views or people that would be interested in it, you know. Um, 
Have you ever considered a film hub? Do you know film? Uh, possibly. It sounds familiar. They yeah. take uh, you. You put your movie on there. They take twenty percent. Uh, not uh, not in perpetuity. Just as long as you're on the service. Yeah. Uh, but but they're like a middleman. They don't consider themselves a distributor. They consider themselves like a marketplace or something. But okay. uh, but they they submit you just all over the world, um, including Amazon. And uh, so I think some people are reluctant because they're like, well, I can just put it on Amazon myself. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But I have heard from people that it it makes up for that by submitting you to a bunch of other markets like. Um, like to be TV and yes, yes, Flex yes. And I don't know, like <clears throat> I put my short film up on there and I don't even know all the places they sent it to. Um, but the big one for me has been, uh, I shouldn't say the big one cause I don't make hardly any money. Um, it's like pennies, but, uh, but, but to be TV. What? Oh yeah. To be TV is, uh, is a good one. I think internationally, I think, um, uh, most, most of my revenue, I'm just pulling it up right now on my computer. I think most of my revenue has come from Tubi rather than Amazon, uh, the little revenue that has come in. But but I've heard that from other people who do bigger projects like projects like yours where, because obviously it's a totally, like who goes online to watch a short film? It's the only people who do that are people who make short films, in my yeah. opinion. And, no, I agree. If, but a feature film, like you're open up to the whole world. And so um, I've heard that from other people who have used Film Hub um, and with feature films that uh, they're able to they're able to do all right, I guess. But but I don't know. Listen, I, I think I, if it's getting watched, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if it's getting watched, like, I mean, look, that's great. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's just the money. I think you gotta be in a niche and listen, I think you either gotta be in a niche or you gotta be using an actor who has an audience, right? Yeah. Like Mike, Mike, like, uh, the lead of timing has a decent, uh, you know, he's not massive, 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 but he's got a pretty big audience as a comedian Yeah. and that drove viewership a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. And and if I had been trying to sell it on VOD, uh, I probably would have sold some copies of people who just support Mike, you know. Right. Um, and then with this one, I don't really have that, but I do think I have a niche topic that like yeah. people aren't making films about, you know, trying to sort through the relationship they want to have with their mother who has mental illness, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A specific men or or doesn't, or like, you know, like trying to sort that out. Um, and I think, I think there's like, you know, I don't know in truth be told, I don't know how big of an audience this is. I mean, when I tell women, it's funny. Cause I think this is more geared for women. Like hmm. when I tell women this, like what it, this is, any woman who kind of has a complicated relationship with her mother is very intrigued, you know, like, okay. like perks up. And then, you know, I think anyone who's kind of dealt with this specific topic, I think is interested because there's not really movies dealing with it. Yeah. And then the goal I had was just also like if some guy, uh, what I wanted was if some guy is forced to watch this with his wife or girlfriend or something to like have there be enough there that he's like, oh, I, you know, I kind of liked it. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. You know, and, and there were moments I was entertained, you know. Uh, yeah. That's, no, that's smart. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's it. But yeah, I think you you either need someone with an audience, you need to have your own audience, or you need to have a strong enough niche that 
like you're serving someone who doesn't have a movie made for them you know yeah well and how about um have you ever thought about um i know sometimes filmmakers will just they'll do their own releases where they'll rent a theater sell their own tickets and that i know some people will like get their money back doing that before they release it online I, I think it's probably a small, small number of situations where that's Who's happened. There's a dude in Chicago who do, who like makes a lot of money in theaters, like an indie filmmaker. I heard him on a podcast once. I'm blanking on his name. I don't uh, know. Uh, black dude makes movies for uh, makes like makes like romantic comedies makes a ton mm. and he makes a, he's made a lot of movies and he had a you, you I'll, I'll i'll look him up i'll send you the name he had a lot of great stuff to say uh okay yeah and he does that he goes he'll rent out theaters and he's got he knows how to promote and he sells he went door to door selling dvds <laughs> like that's yeah you know i i just i don't in all honesty huh. like I'll, uh, if I can, ma- I, I honestly think if I make this movie with this comedian, uh, yeah. I, I think I can make a bunch of money. And that's what I'm trying to do is get to that and make all make up for my losses. Right? <laughs> yeah, ho- I hope and, so, and I man. Think that's kind of the game plan. And I think you can really waste a lot of time uh, if, you know, nickel and dime chasing nickels. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. it's like you only have X amount of bandwidth on all this stuff. You're making movies, you're writing, you're producing, you're trying to get content scaled up. You yeah. know, all of a sudden you're a distributor, too. You know, it's like it's, it's like too one. much. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. It's you, too much. You know, you're you're, you gotta... use, you're saying bandwidth is the your how you've been describing it. This whole talk is. Yeah, you've nailed it. That's exactly what it is. It, it's it, too much. You know, my because I still work. You know, I still obviously have a full time job and editing, and I really have to pick my battles. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like yeah, I can't. You know, I'm not gonna. You know, I can't do all these things. You know, I have to choose what's the highest leverage activity. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and I think what you're doing with the content, like this kind of game plan, you know, I think that's a very high leverage activity. You know, um, and so that's where I want to I want to put some time and some resources and that kind of thing. And I think if if t- movie putting out movies can help with that, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's great uh, to a certain point. And then you got to push your chips all in, um, yeah. you know, and and hopefully actually make a business of this and make some money, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think. um <laughs> it's we're we're in a weird time because it's like easier than ever to make content but it's also harder than ever to make money at it you could say because it's i mean you because to what you were just talking about you can't go around selling dvds anymore you can't you can't do like i remember hearing stories of independent filmmakers you know 10 or 20 years ago they well maybe not 20 years ago but like there, there was a time where that was the business model where you could put uh, a few thousand or tens of thousands of dollars into an indie project and go like door to door selling DVDs. And, and it was people were receptive to it. But you, I mean, it's hard enough to get someone to do a $5 download on. You can't uh, get someone to online. watch a movie for free. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I, it's listen, it's I've, I uploaded timing on YouTube. It has been eye-opening. Well, listen, I knew it was going to be a grind, but go mm-hmm. look up the views. It's less than a thousand views, right? 
uh, and I'm doing this to promote. I'm doing that. I, I'm cutting up a new trailer to like run some YouTube ads to specific audiences that I think will will get it. But it's like, yeah, I mean, you got to scale up content. You know, you got to scale up content so you can drive. You know, ultimately, if you have your own audience, like let's say you you are able to scale up, you're giving useful content and you have a podcast that's like and an Instagram following that's like whatever. Yeah, that's you're way better off with that because they're going to fuck with you. They're going to buy, you know, mm -hmm. 5000 copies of your movie when it comes out. Right. And yeah. you make and you make your money back. You know, like that's the long term play versus trying to like as an as no one and no audience trying to like. You know, get this going. Like that's that's it. I think you need clout, and I hate the word clout, but I think you need online clout to make a work of this. Um, you know, as, or leverage someone else's. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, you do. It's uh, you need to, <laughs> you need to listen to Gary Vaynerchuk. You listen. It's, to him? There's yeah. no other way, man. Yeah. There's no other way. It's uh, it's the attention. I mean, look, uh, uh. You know, look at like the movie Bros, which I haven't seen, but it looks mm -hmm. good. And mm -hmm. they couldn't get people to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. looks good. You know, I, I I'm excited to see it. And it's like it's like they it bombed. It made four million bucks. It's like and they spent what 20 million advertising it, probably 15 million advertising it. And it, and they spent what five to ten making it, whatever. It's like it's like what fucking chance do we have? But if people yeah. fuck with you, mm -hmm. if people like you. And yeah. you've developed a relationship that yeah. that is what marketing is nowadays. You know, yep. It's like, um, you know, Mr. Beast. Yeah, of course. So it's like a lot of people are starting to take notice of people like him because there's so many of them, like all these YouTubers who have these massive audiences that were not taken seriously uh, for such a long time, but now it's like they're opening they're opening um businesses that are restaurants or candy products or drink products yeah. and they are totally taking over the industry because they have all these people who will go into a store or a mall or whatever and they'll be like oh well why would i go to mcdonald's when i can go to the restaurant and get a burger from this guy who i've been watching for the last 10 years or a candy bar, like all these candy bars are the same. I'm going to get the Mr. Beast one or, yeah. you know, it's, it's totally changing. And that's part of why my, the recipe I'm trying to come up with is just how do I make high quality stuff for <laughs> losing as little money as possible. And then kind of same as what you're trying to do. And then, and then work out the money to make it profitable eventually, hopefully sooner. Eyeballs are profits. Eyeballs so, yeah. is money. Yeah. If you get eyeballs, you can figure out a way to leverage that to cash, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, and that's and that's when you ask me my game plan. It's like, yeah, is South by Southwest really gonna do shit for me? <laughs> no, yeah, but I mean, you know I've never been, saying? so I don't. Yeah, no, it's, no, it's but different. but listen, I'm yeah. not trying to talk shit on it, but I'm just saying no, you're yeah. way. If if you only have X amount of time, you're yeah. better off trying to scale up eyeballs, you know, yeah. and and get that, and then they're yours forever. You know, and like yeah. that, that's it. Like, I would much rather if you give me the choice, I would much rather timing blow up on YouTube and get watched mm -hmm. than get in, than have it get into Sundance, truth be told. Like, uh, yeah. you know, so, I, you know, I just don't think it does. Uh, I just don't think, you know, I think what you're saying, that's the game for indie film 
It's yeah. not downloads. It's eyeballs it, and it's then watches. figure out how to yeah. leverage, you know? Yeah, I think I think with the film festivals, like, I think often when you're in a situation where the, it's very difficult to succeed, it's only natural that people look to the people who were successful in the past. And so that's yeah. why we people will look at like Tarantino and be like, yeah. okay, I want to be like him. What did he do? But, you know, part of the part of the stuff with these film festivals is that there was a time when the only way, like if you wanted to make a movie, first of all, it's so difficult, but the only way to get an audience for your movie was not, you weren't going to get your movie in a major uh, movie chain. It was, you had to go to one of these film festivals where they said, okay, we're going to take a break from the mainstream uh, movie companies or whatever. Yeah. And we're going to shine the light on some indie filmmakers and see if there's any gold here. And, but that's, but that does, there was no YouTube back then. You could like, that was the only way to get eyes on your material, but now you can just record something and then post it online. So it, it it's totally, it is totally different to, to what you're saying at these, these film festivals don't serve the same purpose that they used to. I think they serve the purpose that I was talking about where it's like, yeah, you're going to meet people you wouldn't otherwise meet, but to your point, they don't, their primary purpose, like of just being the only way someone could see your, your, your art is not the case anymore. It's, no. it, in, in, in fact, it's far from it. You, and you might be better off just, Maybe you don't even try to make any money. Maybe you just put it on YouTube and it's just like that. Reservoir Dogs came out 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah, it's totally different. It's <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Totally it's different. like it's like, yeah, yeah okay, great. In in 1992, was, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you had made a movie, like that yeah. was the way to go. Exactly. Uh, and now listen, there are still uh don't get me wrong. There are still, but it's far and few between go back. I've done it. Go back and look through the lists of the past 10 years. Mm -hmm. of, and this is what made me not stress about it with timing. Go yeah. back and look through the festival list for Sundance, Tribeca, South by Southwest, Slamdance for the last yeah. 10 years. Have you heard of 80% of these films? Have you yeah. heard of 80% of these filmmakers? No, no. No. <laughs> so what are we sweating? Right. I, I, I'm looking through these films. I'm looking at these filmmakers' names. Never heard of them. Yeah. Never heard of them. <laughs> you well, know. I I also wonder if some of those um, like uh, like if you compare these two different groups, like if you look at some of these uh, these films that are being made for the film festivals, definitely high quality. Um, but are they all just money pits where everyone convinced, like, are they, are they, are they people who are, you know, striving for the right things, but then they end up losing a million dollars for their for investors. Sure. And then like, that's the last big thing they ever do. Whereas you compare yes. it to like, um, uh, uh, Issa Rae who like shot a whole, web series for like zero dollars well no she actually maxed out her credit cards but comparatively like you know she spent a, you know maybe 10 grand or 20 grand to do her um what is it awkward black girl um yeah. I think that's amazing. What 
And but then but then she proved like she, yeah she got the audience she proved and she what developed she could do. an audience her hustle yeah. she had Facebook groups she was yeah. chatting she was doing this she got it seen yeah. right and then and then she proved what she could do and took that to a network and got yeah <laughs> got things up to the next level to the profitable 100%. level listen a hundred percent that's the one thousand percent that is you know uh, I think anything else like. uh I think you can run amok on ego and want to get, mm -hmm. and I put myself there too. I would love to get into Sundance, you know, yeah, but I have, yeah. but that's why I've looked at the list so that it's not yeah. just my ego being like, you know, it needs to premiere at Sun because it's not going to do shit for me. You know, mm -hmm. I bought a movie when I shot timing, I bought this download of some movie that I liked that was in Sundance about this lumberjack because they had shot on a black magic and I wanted mm. to see how they made it look because that's what we were shooting on. Mm -hmm. You've never heard of this movie. It's never getting <laughs> how many times does it get watched a year? You know, yeah, it's, it yeah. gets watched. What? Uh, I, I probably none is the honest answer. <laughs> probably none. You know, so it's yeah. like what what you've never heard of this filmmaker, you know, and it was in Sundance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm so I filled out, I already Sundance. submitted to Sundance and even filling out the application. I was like, this is awful. You know, just like, it's just like, it's just an ego trip. It's like, you know, again, I'll play it. I'll send it. I'll play the lottery ticket. If it gets in fantastic, I think it'll, yeah. add, I'll, it'll help me with casting. Great. Yeah. Um, give me legitimacy, but like, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, man. And I'm sorry. I feel like I've been ranting about, uh, about no, no, film festivals. I just, I'm, I'm not a film festival guy. The guy, you I, know, who got, yeah. you know, who broke through film festivals was the guy who, what's the filmmaker who did waves. What's his name? Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't know. it. No uh, waves is fantastic. He's, he's amazing. He's, uh, and he, his movie was in South by Southwest. So, I mean, it, it's not like no one, um, yeah. you know, but yeah, I, I think it. I think it's totally going to change. Um, I I think we share some thoughts on this. Where I don't think it's going. I just don't think film festivals are going to be the definitive path. And I think it's probably going to be. I think the definitive path will probably actually become YouTube. Yeah. But but I do. I but I still am very curious about film festivals just because. Um, uh, just just to see what other people are doing because uh, it, it's it's just a, a more curated. You're you know, right. No, art. no, you're you're completely yeah. right. I don't trust the curators. Oh, okay. <laughs> if that makes sense, like at all. Uh, yeah. you know, look, I I you well, know some festivals out there. I, you know, I can't say this about uh, any of them in particular, but I will say that there are some festivals out there that are total bullshit. Yeah. Just, oh, I would say the majority. I would say the majority. Uh, and then, and, cause I mean, there's thousands, right? So I would say, I would yeah. say the majority, but even, even Sundance, like if you want to get in as a no name, this is what I've been told. You have to do their sun. You know, you have to go into the Sundance Institute mentorship. Mm. It's like, why? Like, mm -hmm. why? You know, it's yeah. like, it's, you know, it's like that. That's just an ego trip for them. So they can be like, Oh, we, you know, we develop this guy. You know, uh, yeah, man, I, I just, uh, I'm just not into, uh, in general, I just haven't really liked the movies that have come out of these things, you know? So I'm not, yeah. you know, so I'm not like, oh, this is, 
you know, this is uh, this is it. I was going to say something to you. Oh, I also am a little, you know, part of why I'm jaded, too, is uh, I mean, I, I think you know this, that I have a like I came up in stand up. Right. Right. Uh, right. And so I did stand up comedy for five, you know, five years or whatever. And my crew of friends and, you know, we started we were kind of the last generation of like pre to just like start pre podcast being big you know get a get a you know you gotta get it you know get a special on hbo you know your own sitcom like the old that's where we thought it was yeah and i witnessed these gatekeepers you know i have a friend who's massive now who uh, I witnessed he was great. I went to like his showcases for Comedy Central, his, mm. you know, his this and that. And I witnessed Comedy Central pass on him. Right. Mm. I witnessed I and I saw who they took, you know, mm. the the curators, the gatekeepers. Right. Mm. And uh, and they basically, you know, my friends had to go to the Internet and they're ending up much bigger than the people who the gatekeepers chose. Right. Like and that was the right move. Uh, and that's mm. and so that that's kind of where my background is of like of like, you know, witnessing these quote unquote experts uh, and like they they know and they're just a guy. They're just a yeah. girl and they have taste. That's like, you know, that are they looking for the best or are they looking for something that they're trying to like, you know, are they looking for an agenda they can push or are they looking for whatever? You know, I just don't trust it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think it, they're I don't think they're, uh, you know, and especially the big ones, they're they're just programming. You know, if you don't have stars, you're probably not getting in. You know, they're not yeah. trying to find. And I don't blame them. You know, I don't blame them. Like, look, the battle for attention is real. Right. And they're not yeah. no one's going to give a fuck uh, about Sundance if John Hamm isn't out there promoting it or like Olivia Wilde isn't out there. Like they no one cares, you know. Yeah. Like that, that's the truth. So they have to do what they have to do to survive, you know? Yeah. They're trying, they're doing their best to promote their product, Yeah, which which is, yeah, you know, whether it's comedy central or Sundance, like I, I assume that, I, well, I think it's probably a convoluted subject to a degree because it's a variety of people who are making these decisions. So I'm sure, sure some, some of them want to, you know, pick people purely based on uh, merit. And then there's also probably other agendas like, okay, we want to, we want to have some star power. We want to have people in comedy, keep people in drama. Who knows? I mean, who knows? Really? I'm not in their mind, so I can't say, but, but to your point, what you were saying earlier, like that, that, um, that barrier of entry or that sort of ambiguous gate that we're trying to get through, it's becoming less and less important because now we can just go direct to the audience. Uh, and, and, uh, and that's the move. The, yeah. <laughs> that's the move. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's the move where look, I think if you're consistent and you're willing to grind, you can yeah. do it. And I say that as someone who hasn't done that. I haven't been consistent. I haven't been grinding, but, but I see people do it. And when I have been consistent about posting and doing this or that, I've been able to get a little bit of traction, you know? Um, and I've seen others, I've seen close up other people do it and get that traction going and get that, yeah. you know, I've been able to witness it and look, it's a slog, right? Um, but at least your destiny's in your own hands, 
you know, and, and yeah. you have a kinder, you have a kinder view than I do of, uh, of people's <laughs> intentions. I, you know, I, I, again, just seeing, uh, coming from the comedy background and just seeing what, yeah. you know, literally witnessing that stuff. I, I don't have a good, uh, mm. you know, I, obviously I don't know everybody and I can't speak for everybody, but I, I lean towards, they don't unless proven otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely people in. By the way, watch my movie are... get into Sundance now, and yeah. I'm gonna have to be like, "Yo, dude, don't then post." Be... Yeah, <laughs> then I'll post this, and you'll get taken out. And yeah, uh... I, just me talking all kinds of shit about <laughs> the the committee's so nice, and they're like yeah. welcoming, and they're like, "We think you're a new talented voice." Yeah. <laughs> You know, oh my gosh, like, yeah, dude. I, I mean, my, my view of it all, I mean, fortunately, I fortunately we did live in a different time where we have YouTube and we have podcasts and we can we can just we can put things in our own hands, we have control over our own lives. But yeah, I mean, it would probably it would probably bother me more if this was 20, 30 years ago. Um, but because it's not 20, 30 years ago, my mentality has always been like, yeah, there are there are hypocrites, there are assholes, there are good people, uh, uh, you know, who knows what's going on. But even if, even if it's the worst of the worst where someone's like, Oh, I don't, I'm not picking your film or I'm not picking this comedian because like you remind me of my ex-boyfriend or, you know, who knows what the bullshit reason is like, or I, I think that that filmmaker's hot and I want them to be sitting next to me at, who knows what the reason is, but like, if if that is the reason like I, I don't think anything of it because it's like well i don't want to waste my time with with that yeah that, that situation anyways i, I don't want to try and uh compete in a game where i have no chance of winning so no thank, thank goodness we have a chance like it's, it's so now it's you know you know take life as it comes and if you see if you see an opportunity with one with one direction then then that's the way to go and and if if something seems shady in another direction, then yeah, don't waste your time. Like uh, I will say with festivals, I noticed this when I was submitting to a bunch of festivals because um, I submitted to, I submitted to like a handful of the big ones like Sundance because you should, you know, any project Play the lottery. You, you might as well yeah, play the you, lottery. Know, you pay the 50 bucks or whatever it is. And yeah, you play the lottery and, uh, and you know, it can't hurt you. And, um, but there were other festivals that I noticed were, uh, it's just people selling a laurel, you know, it's just people saying like, okay, no. you, you spend 20 bucks, 40 bucks, and then we will accept you. And then you get a little laurel that says you were an official, official selection of our, you know, dumpster film festival that, uh, yeah. you know, it's just a group of, you know, five I, friends. I actually who, I don't even just... hate these guys. <laughs> I, I enjoy a hustle. No, I mean, <laughs> these guys got a hustle. It. It's Listen, more, go for it's it. more just the annoyance that it's like, why was I doing this? I was just trying to get, it's like clout chasing. Basically it's like, Oh, I want to get a bunch of laurels, put it on my poster and be like, look at all the, look at all the film festivals I got into. And it's like, well, that's not really a film festival. That's just like, of course, you know, four guys, <laughs> watching things on their computer and and picking a winner <laughs> yo you really think they're watching <laughs> i think i think some of them on all, are. i'm talking about the the fake film listen i think <laughs> i think i have nothing listen it's a battle for attention out there 
So if oh, you want to go buy a bunch of laurels so you can have that, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. literally recutting a trailer right now for timing uh, that I am hoping I'm going to target for a specific audience. I kind of wish I had some more laurels, you know, like, like it's well, like you can get them. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'll make but a no, film it, festival it, right now and send hilarious. you a laurel. That's no, you're the right. Official selection of, uh, you know. <laughs> whatever <laughs> I, I think it was the i should i should i think i submitted to my the miami one and got in and i think i can add oh, that okay. actually yeah uh yeah man it's a funny time uh i think uh yeah i mean look i think it's just the battle for attention you know i it think is. that's ultimately and the more we can embrace that and not wish for something i think all we can focus on is getting better right you know, we yeah, gotta just yeah. keep improving, keep getting better, and uh, yeah. and pumping out volume on all levels. You know, yeah. uh, I think that's and that and just be consistently putting stuff out. Uh, I think that's all you can really do and cross your fingers and uh, <laughs> you know, and then yeah. hopefully something catches. You know, I don't uh, I don't really think there's anything else to it. No one's gonna come save you. You know, no one's gonna yeah. magically give hand you a career. Exactly. You know? Um, and I've seen super talented people uh, on the stand-up side. I mean, I don't really have much of a filmmaking network, um, <laughs> but I've seen. Well, I guess the one filmmaker friend I have, I might have told you this the last thing. Like he won Sundance or Sunday mm. Slam Dance. He won Slam oh, cool. Dance. Cool. Yeah, uh, got a manager and an agent and like all these things, and spent five years trying to get his next movie made. You know, and never got it made. And that was yeah. it, you know, and now he's, he's like a locations manager and he's super talented, you know? And so it's like, and like, and he hustled to get this or that and financing would always almost be there and then it would fall through and like all this shit. And it just is, it just is what it is. Like, I, I, I think you can play that game where you're, you know, I, I, I just don't trust it. You know, does he, just, has he said anything about that? Like, does he, uh. I mean, does he? What's his general? I did view a on podcast that? episode with him because I have a podcast. He, we talk about it. Uh, when you say what is he, has he said anything? Well, I what mean, do you mean? Like, does he? So, like, looking back on that, like five years of trying to be in the play, play the game by their rules, or how, however you want to say it. Uh, does he think like, oh yeah, that's what it that was that's what I needed to do and it just didn't work out in terms of getting my next movie made? Or does he does he look back on that and said, Oh, you know what, I should have just did what I did the first time and and so Well the first time he actually got lucky and had a bit of a budget, to be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had I don't remember what he shot that for, but I wanna say it was like I mean, look, this was two thousand and eight. Right. Oh, okay. 2007, I guess, before oh, two, wow. uh, 2008. Okay. And uh, his one of his buddies who he went to film school with had shot. What movie did that guy do? He did. Uh, he did a uh, give me one second here. Uh, uh, he's done one of his buddies. Uh, has, oh, supporting characters. He's been in Sundance a few times and he made a movie with Jennifer Aniston and uh give me a six. Sorry man. No problem. What's what's his name? I'm trying to find my friend's name is uh my friend's name is Ryan Petrowitz. Uh hmm. but and his movie was uh what was the name of his movie? Oh the name of his movie was oh The Project. And it was good. It okay. was a good flick. 
but yeah, his best friend in um was uh, his best friend in film school is this guy Daniel Schechter, who made what did he make with Jennifer Aniston? Give me a second here. Uh, oh, he made uh he made Life of Crime with uh with Jennifer Aniston and uh. Yeah, he helped them get financing for the first one. It was like between 250K and 400K uh, that they oh. shot it with. Yeah. yeah, so it was like it's a real movie and, and all these things. And then it goes to slam dance and it wins. And all of a sudden he has like a good manager. And I, I want to say William Morris repped him, but I, I could be wrong on that. Uh, and like they're trying to get their like real stars are reading his things and mm. all these things. And then. It didn't work out, but I think at some point you got to just shoot it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's a good script. You're talented. Like you got to keep the ball. You know, look, you got to keep the ball moving. You got to keep moving forward one way or yeah. the other, right? Or you get stuck, and you're either growing or you're dying. You know, and so it's like it's like you got to like keep that momentum going some way. Um, yeah. You know, and keep and like I said, keep improving because. Uh, yeah, I think I do. I do think if I keep improving and, and getting this going and, uh, you know, I think at a certain point I can make some money, you know, that's, uh, yeah. that's it. You know, that's, that's kind of it. I don't, I don't know when that will be or what that looks like, but, uh, you know. Well, I think you, I mean, just my perspective, it seems like you definitely legitimized yourself by doing two features and then, once you do the series, like, um, I think you'll definitely have a whole port, like a huge portfolio compared to most people that yeah. where you'll be able to go to, who knows, I don't know what you, what you want to do, but if you want to go to like a network or something and be like, Hey, I want to, this is my idea for a TV show. And this is, this is what I was able to do with $8,000. This is what I was able to do with $20,000. Yeah. And, uh, I think uh, I think you're doing the right things, and I'm I'm definitely watching you to see what what works for you. You know, listen, I appreciate <laughs> all the support. I thanks for you know thanks for watching timing, and I I enjoy these conversations because I don't know shit. You know, I really don't. None of us do. It's like it's a crazy it's a crazy time. You know, those times like back in the day, there weren't ten thousand movies getting made a year. So if you were right. able to to make a movie right from a to z you're in you were in the game you know yeah and now it's like that's just not good enough you know um yeah. but but on some level the things it, it turns into a quality you know you better make something like you know mm -hmm. you better keep upping your level quality wise uh, oh definitely definitely you know? Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I, and I, I, yeah, I will continue to share, you know, always reach out. I will continue to share what works and what hasn't, you know, just posting a movie that is decent on YouTube is not enough. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it, I think it's going to be, um, you know, the movie thing, it, you know, one thing that I was going to say about bros is that, um, cause the trailer, it looks really funny. It looks it really good. And I've heard it's good. But yeah. the, the, the thing I've noticed about me and feature films now is that if if it's not if it's a movie that is, in my opinion, not shot specifically to be seen in a movie theater. Yeah. Kind of like 
basically anything Christopher Nolan does or another example is like Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Like those are made to be seen on, like on an IMAX screen. And if you see it anywhere else, you're having a suboptimal experience. But when I see some of these other films, like, you know, hate to say it, but bros, it's like, I could probably just watch it when it comes out on HBO Max or whatever and get the same Can I experience. give a counter? Okay, sure. The counter is this, that uh, I do think that there is something about seeing something communally. Right. Oh, sure. Specifically sure. a comedy, right? Sure. Someone in the theater that has one of those contagious laughs, you know, yeah. and the, yeah. the audience starts going like I remember watching The Hangover in an audience mm -hmm. and then watching it at home and The Hangover is great at home, but it's a two. It's it's not the same. Right. That's like, true. That's true. In, in an audience, it's like a rock show. Right. Super bad in the theaters. Yeah. Wedding yeah. crashers in the theaters. Right. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's a thing. It's a communal thing and it's a way better experience, you know? Uh, True. you know, and so, uh, I agree with you on some level, like obviously top gun, that kind of thing. Like it's, you gotta go to the theater and, and yeah, see it, I but... felt like I had to, I, yeah. I really had a different feel. I mean, that that's how it is for me. I, some of these movies come out and I have this like FOMO where I'm like, Oh, you better go see it. You better find Pop the right was screen. so good. Oh, oh it was awesome. <laughs> it, they knew exactly what they were making. Like the, the level of, uh, of like cheesy one-liners, but were, but, but they weren't necessarily cheesy in a bad way. It was like, you really enjoyed it. It was just, you know, and the, the music with the, that bell that they do, you know, the, during yeah. the serious moments. Like they just nailed it. Like they really tapped into the nostalgia so well. Yep. Yep. Um, no, it's, it's, they really did, man. They really did. It's, uh, yeah, man. Crazy. Uh, we live in, uh, it, it's funny cause we're all going to be end up, uh, we're all going to be like selling burger. Like our indie film is just going to be promoting like a fucking, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just going to be an ad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'll, it'll be an ad before the, before the youtube video that's <laughs> it that's like, it we're, we're yeah. just gonna be selling like pens or, or mr beast burgers exactly <laughs> wild wild well dude um we, we've been talking quite a while and yeah thank you for your time yeah no worries thanks for all the support man i appreciate you know thanks for yeah, watching I'll, timing I'll, and it's uh... these these conversations are interesting because we really i really don't know what's gonna play out you know it's yeah well i mean my my whole agenda and like going back to why I first contacted you six months ago or whenever it was, was just, I'm very interested with figuring out how, like how things work. And, and to your point, what you were saying just a minute ago, you know, we don't know how this stuff works. And that's the part of the challenge of, you know, making these projects is that you are constantly figuring it out as you go. And and one of the things that helps is if you can talk to other people and be like, okay, this, I fucked it up when I did this project because this happened. What did you do in this scenario? And I'm just always very interested in talking to people about like, how did they make things happen? And, yeah. um, I, and, uh, and that's part of why I'm recording these conversations is, 
you know, these are conversations I would like to have no matter what for my own sake. But, you know, it doesn't hurt to put it out there because I'm sure there's someone else just like no, us. No, you're doing a service for sure. Who's like, who's probably going to listen to this and be like, okay, let me hear about the money a little bit or the film festival stuff a little bit or, or you know, what what's this movie he's doing, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, of course, uh, whenever I post this, um, you know, I'll, I'll tag you so people listening can uh, check you out and, and Please do. stay up to date on your film. Cause, Thank uh, you. I appreciate it. Watch timing on YouTube. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're, I was trying to look that up on the side. I, so, you can't find it? Great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just typed in uh, I just typed in timing movie. So that oh, timing. there's another movie called Bad Timing that I think came up. Timing, but uh, I'm just I don't Alex know Anderson. Yeah, timing Alex Anderson. I think uh, hopefully that comes up. Well, I see the official teaser here. Yeah, that that's got some view. If you go on my oh, channel, here it is. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Timing full feature. Yep. Yeah, it's up 700. there. 761 views yeah well hey but listen i'm not complaining now. yo yeah. I'm, I'm honestly i'm honestly not I, i'm honestly not i appreciate anyone who watches it i'm just saying it's yeah. like not uh you know it hasn't uh it hasn't caught on fire hey listen i actually have to take this call yeah no it's a good time to end it and uh i'll talk to you soon man thanks so much man this was yeah, fun I'll, good luck thanks thank you 